0: That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: Hey, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. Uh, We are live at the Fox Studios, not at our kitchen table. I'm here with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campbell stuffy
0: We have another, you have another co host today. I I do. (laughs) So we had a little bit of a, you know, it was bad weather in Jersey. They decided to make the schools half day, half day, but we had plans. I was filling in for Ainsley. I had Varney. We're doing our podcast here. Anyway, Valentina's joining us this morning because, you know, it's just that kind of a day. So if you hear squawks in the background, that's who it is. It's Valentina.
1: We call this a family-friendly show. It
0: is a family-friendly show. So anyway, Sean, this has been a tapping, tapping, tapping. This has been a massive week for our family. You have launched your new show, The Bottom Line, with Dagan and Duffy, on the Fox Business Channel, 6 p.m. You're 6 p.m. competing with Brett Baer, next. The, the,
1: the Goliath. The Goliath, uh, but, right? And also with CNBC as well. But, yes, and um, you're
0: beating CNBC.
1: We, yeah, we had the third. Uh, so our launch night was Monday night. Uh, at 6 p.m. as you said, Eastern, and we had the third highest-rated business show on a business network um, in the country that night. So it was actually a very cool uh, data launch. And I got to tell you, I'm having so much fun with Dagan. Yeah, I knew her a little bit. I, I had, she'd interviewed me when I was in Congress. And I was I was giving her a hard time. She was like, she would coming at me hard. I thought we've had more fun together. Yeah, and she's so smart and so nice. Um, so it's been it's been great. But and I,
0: way, I've known her for a long time, too, because I would I've often done, you know, kind of got my start here at Fox uh, and at Fox on Outnumbered and on Maria Bartiromo's show. So I got to know Dagan quite well. And she is one of the nicest people, a really kind heart, loves her family, takes c- t- taking care of her parents. I mean, that's the, the kind of person she is. And it's really great seeing you guys together. The show has been really fun. Um, and it, it's just um, I love that you guys are taking business issues and you're making them very kitchen table and the accessible hour. to everybody, and um, it's One been great. One thing may
1: mean, not know about Dagan is she knows sign language, so it's, we're doing some sign with yeah, Valentina who's here today, so she's like, this is how you say mommy and daddy. So we're kind and, of and going Valentina's sign. learning
0: sign, and yes. so, so yes. So Dagan and Valentina have been communicating, and I saw Dagan outside your office, and Valentina was giving lots of hugs. Lots of to hugs. Ev- Every producer of your show <laughs> got a hug from Valentina, which was really nice. It was
1: a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, so, so, nice. if, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, tune in. It's at 6 p.m. Yay. Five Central. And, you know, we're, we're covering a lot of the political issues, but those political issues that have those themes that affect our kitchen table, which are which are really business issues. So.
0: so it's been a big week for you, but it's it's been a big week for the Jeffy family because Evita has been doing some reporting down in Chicago. And uh, Tucker Carlson and his show took note of what she was doing down there, really giving a, a shining a spotlight on a very Um, hard-working Latino community inside the city of Chicago and what they're struggling with. Um, Namely, um, she took the angle um, from the side of some of the Tamales vendors. And so why don't we show a clip? Because she was on Tucker Carlson last night. That was a big deal for us as well. And so she was on last night. We're going to play that right now for you.
2: Tucker, just for so, a little bit of context about this community, it's a majority Hispanic. These people work very hard. They're all evening making tamales, and they're up early in the morning at 3 a.m. in the frigid cold um, selling to blue-collar workers, and, and they're they're very vulnerable. A lot of them, they're, they're out on the street. They, they're working on a cash-only basis. It's very dark in the early hours of the morning, um, and, and so many of them have been beat up, like the man in the video. Some have had guns pointed at them and, and All of the vendors that I talked to were absolutely traumatized. And Lori Lightfoot's solution is to say go cashless. But all of the vendors that I talked to said that is just not a possibility. We work on a cash only basis. Our customers are on a cash only basis. This is very normal for impoverished communities. And Lori Lightfoot would know this if she cared about them remotely. But the vendors that I talked to said she doesn't care. Uh, and, And of course, it's all very ironic as well because Lori Lightfoot and Kim Fox are all day preaching to us about uh, equity and making policies around equity. And yet the people that are being hurt the most by the way that this city is run are poor minorities. I'm
0: going to talk to you about what happened there, Sean, because I kind of have the inside scoop. Now, Evita does not speak Spanish. So when she went down there, she conducted these interviews with a with another vendor who spoke one of the few that spoke English and Spanish. So they did that and then. When all the footage came back, I had to help her translate a lot of it, make sure all the captions were right. So I spent hours with her doing that. So I know the story very well from the mouths of the vendors themselves. And I have to tell you, it was just heartbreaking. These are women and men, most of them women, who get up, they they cook and make tamales, you know, through the night. And then they, they take their food at three in the morning. They set up their stands and they sell to all the day workers that are there in Chicago the ones that go and and are on building sites and landscaping and doing Landworks the hard lifting all over the city yeah. of Chicago they want to get their tamales so they can store them for lunch some of them eat them for breakfast and um and that's and here we go we're getting some notes brought into us here if you hear all this rustling paper that's valentina um and so stick, anyway stick these vendors are there there's uh, gangs in a neighboring neighborhood that are coming over to this Latino neighborhood harassing, you know, all the citizens. But in particular, these vendors, Tamales vendors, are very vulnerable because um, some of them have food trucks, but many of them just have a little table. Um, they're out there in the cold. It's freezing at this time of year in Chicago. And these gangsters are coming up to them, uh, taking all their cash um, uh, scaring the heck out of them, pointing guns to the heads of these, you know, moms just trying to make a, a little bit of money. And the mayor of Chicago learned what was happening, so and so she had a solution.
1: They're, they're robbing them, right? They're,
0: they're robbing, robbing them. them of of all their cash, their purses. She said, "They said they'll come, they'll take their cash. They'll they'll rob the customers as well." And so finally, word gets back because nobody's doing anything. There's not enough cops in Chicago. Not enough, at least, patrolling this. Poor neighborhood, and Lori Lightfoot gets asked about this, and her solution to this problem is, well, why don't the vendors just go cashless? That's the solution to this problem,
1: which you know is
0: impossible when you sell tamales for well, like no, three dollars. But if you're
1: if you're out of touch and you don't know how people operate in their lives, that might make sense. It's like, well, don't use cash, use your credit card, yeah, use your Apple Pay. That makes sense to Lori Lightfoot. But if you actually are in the community, you would recognize a lot of these people are illegal. But a lot of them are, most of them are are just poor. And if you're poor, it's really hard to get a bank account. So you can't get a debit card, you can't get a credit card, you probably don't have an Apple iPhone. Um, And so these people are like, listen, that's the dumbest idea. We only deal in cash because our customers customers want cash. We only deal in cash. Um, And what's fascinating though is, Instead of, again, looking at the root cause of the problem, yeah. taking a line from Kamala Harris. yeah, The root cause is there's too much crime. You need more cops on the street. You need to put bad people who put guns to others' heads and rob them. They need to go to jail and jail for a really long time. But if you're weak on crime and let these thugs run rampant, uh, you have a solution that says just don't use cash.
0: So what the uh, vendors were telling Evita was that basically they'll these people will rob them if they get caught, if they even get caught, um, they're out on the streets within 24 hours. And so what's happened is a really interesting thing. There's not enough cops on the street. There's actually, there's, you know, who wants to be a cop? And, you know, the recruitment is so low. He wants to be a cop in Chicago where you're you not can't supported. Do your job. You can't do your job. You're not supported. And I'm sure that Lori Lightfoot's probably making sure her nicer neighborhoods um, where she lives and her friends live are, are patrolled. So this little immigrant community where there's not a lot, they don't have a lot of political voice are being neglected. And, So what they've had to resort to, Sean, is to create their own patrolling. So, you know, some of them are are the sons and um, husbands of some of these vendors, and they've created what they call the brown berets. Um, Brown meaning, you know, their own skin, but they also wear a brown beret so they can be identified. And they've been trying to patrol the streets at the hours, these early dark hours where so many of these moms and dads are selling their their tamales and— Um, And they've depended on that. But in addition to that, they're so desperate that the the Latin gangs have said, well, this is our neighborhood because the the ones robbing them are coming from another neighborhood. So they've offered their protection. And these people are so desperate. They're taking protection from the Latin kings.
1: But they're paying the Latin kings to protect them.
0: I don't know if the Latin Kings are doing it like that, or if the Latin Kings just have some pride. Like, hey, w- w- these are this is our neighborhood. You're not going to come in here. They're gangbangers. They, they're you know. So, in any case, the bottom line is that the bottom line. See, I'm using your bottom your line. your show name a lot here. Bottom line is that these neighborhoods are turning into the third world, you know, neighborhoods that these people came from. Because, as you know, in Mexico and El Salvador, where the cartels are powerful. They also provide the protection that the police force can't provide. You
1: know, These liberals tell us that they want to have a more civilized society, a more civilized community where you can be compassionate and and let people uh, get a second and third chance. They should be released uh, after committing a crime um, without any cash bail. They get a sentence. The sentence is really small. And they think that's going to make society better. And to your point, Rachel, this has this, this is uncivilized. Yeah. Living, this is the Wild West. That's what there's, one of the vendors said. He said, this
0: is the Wild, Wild West. And by the way, in a community meeting, they said they, there was a community meeting when uh, some chief of police came and they said, well, we w- w- you guys have guns to protect yourself. We want to have guns to protect ourselves. And they said, well, you can't because um, Only you're the gang not,
1: members and cops can have. guns." Right, well,
0: they said because you're not citizens. Some of you aren't citizens. But the truth is. Really, it's very difficult to have a gun in Chicago um, unless you are a cop or unless you're a criminal and you, to, you got so
1: one. When you talk about root causes, the, the root cause of this is far deeper than, you know, Democrats pitching civilization when it's uncivilized. Yeah. It's that through the course of the last decades, we have taught people in our school system. We've 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 woke. we truly have been wokeifying them. Not we, but, but the culture has been wokeifying people in these cities for a long time to the point that mm-hmm. v- voters will accept this. They'll yeah. say, this is an acceptable uh, form of government of an acceptable form of law enforcement in my community. And I'm going to vote for Lori Lightfoot again. And by the way, a Republican or even a nonpartisan person, an independent who ran for mayor in Chicago doesn't have a shot at winning. No, that's how deranged and delusional the voters are. I'm a well, Republican. Well, I'm I'm a conservative. But if my if my Republican Party was that and Democrats were offering law and order, I'm like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll come back to the Republican Party. But today I'm a Democrat because they're going to protect my family, my community, my job, my livelihood. I'm with them because you look at basic needs. Being safe in your community is one of the fundamental basic needs of a civilized society.
0: Well, I think that's why uh, Lori Lightfoot maybe she doesn't want to do this. And what she's does and what she specializes in is stirring up racial tension. And they've been able to convince these communities that the real problem are all the racists out there. I think people are starting to wake up. Unfortunately, in this little neighborhood, these are very politically, you know, not powerful people. And um, it was, like I said, very heartbreaking. I'm super proud of Evita. Um, You don't often get people going into these Latino communities. And again, hard work, working. Um, one of the vendors said, we don't want, you know, welfare. We want to work, but we need a safe environment to cook and sell it and, and do the things that we do. As you know, Hispanics are the most entrepreneurial demographic in the country. This is a fact. They start I businesses. I all the time from Rachel. I'm telling you, it's true. It, this is part of our culture. They start businesses at three times the rate of any other demographic. Um, you talk about small businesses. They are natural conservatives in this way. Um, unfortunately, in this neighborhood, they're suffering. And as Evita said in her very excellent piece um, on Tucker Carlson, she said, you know, they, these people came here for the American dream and Lori Lightfoot is serving up a... Chicago nightmare. So kudos to Avita Duffy kudos. for shining a spotlight on these um, people who need this attention.
1: Valentina does not like this story, I guess because
0: no, she is like the there background. is so much going on in this podcast. Like uh, this is actually a great way for people to understand what family dinner is like at our
1: table, or just uh, or just is, just, just is, hanging a, out and just talking a nugget of our life. Yeah,
0: just it's a little just, bit. It's it's, so, it's a lot going
1: on with you. March Matt. on. It's a lot. All right, next topic. What do we have?
0: Okay, so listen, this is one that. Um, I'm really excited about so Ron Ron DeSantis, um, is at a press conference and he's you know he's by the way he's somebody who's saying we want we want need to take deal with TikTok and the Chinese, but he also made a comment about kids with phones in schools and so he's talking just like a regular parent because you know whenever I see. You know, kids filming. Sometimes I'm glad the kids have the phones or filming their woke teachers, um, but for the most part, I'm like, why do they have phones in school? Uh, what's happening here? And so he said, you know, I I think that there we should have a policy where there are no phones in schools. Um, have the kids put their phones in a basket um, at the end of school, or maybe even during break, they get to you know send out a few texts. But there's no reason why kids should have phones in school. Meanwhile, this uh, woman, I can't remember her name, and I I wish I could remember her name, she works for MSNBC. She tweeted out a clip of that news conference of of Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, saying that. And then she basically said, see, he's an authoritarian. Um, Ron DeSantis is authoritarian when he's actually just being a parent. And uh, your
1: thoughts, Sean? Well, so I look at this story, and when uh, we were growing up, we didn't have phones. Number one, we didn't have phones in school. We didn't
0: even have phones when we were dating. That's how I, old we
1: are. I know. When we did the real world, we had like pagers back in the day. That's like the nineties. Did you page me? I don't. Maybe You probably didn't call me back back in back in those days. Um, and I think that I first of all, I I think that it's it's an opportunity to cheat in, in school. Sure. Um sure. But but I think that the you look at the social skills of kids, and they're not great. Um, they know how to operate in in their phone, but when you you know, take their eyes off the phone and make them engage with the world. They kind of aren't very good, yeah. Um, and so, wouldn't it be great to say we're here to learn, and we're not going to learn in our phones. We're yeah. going to learn from each other and from our teachers and from our textbooks. And then the great times in schools are when class is out and you're going. you Yeah, know, the five minutes or four minutes. Oh, no, no, no. Valentina's going to pull the light down over here. She's going to destroy our little studio here. Um, but, but, but she's out of control. But that five minutes—I can
0: see the producers. So uh, she's she's pulling on a cord, and the producers are in the in the going, like, whoa. Like, whoa, "Whoa, okay, this you're is, here, you're here with mommy."
1: Here. This is this is the disaster of a podcast. All right, uh, no, but let me. Was, but, but that that five minutes between the time that you're you know you're between classes, how many people did you talk to? You talked about what you might have, might have learned, what happened in class, who asked a dumb question, like that—that that is at lunch period, everyone's talking and. It's 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 great. It's a great part of the memory of school and great yeah, part of socialization a
0: lot less socializing. I agree And, with you.
1: and just, the last point on this is there's so much bullying today that happens on social media. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you had a break from all, from that. all of that during during oh the school God. hours?
0: Well, you bring up a good point because there are studies that have come out just even in the last week, some pretty definitive studies about the mental health of young people yeah. and parents actually, they pulled parents and said, what are you most, what are you most concerned about with your kids?
1: No, and, I, dad duty now.
0: Yeah, it's dad duty. Um, they asked, what are you most concerned about with your kids? And they said, I'm most concerned that my child might pull the light down in the podcast. <laughs> That's not what they said. Um, they said their mental health of their child. And so I think that there's probably, it's not a coincidence that you have, you have, Phones being introduced to young people and the mental health of young people deteriorating, parents noticing. Uh, by the way, unions fighting I'm gonna, to put to give Valentina my phone. Yeah, now, exactly. So as we're like talking about the phone, is she, she looking at herself? Okay, but can I can I bring up another point about this that was interesting? The woman from MSNBC who said that Ron DeSantis is an authoritarian is probably more than likely. I would bet my I would bet Valentina. On the fact that that MSNBC lady was absolutely pro vaccine mandates, um, doesn't care about health liberty, is probably uh, more than likely supported shutting down schools, shutting down churches, shutting down business, businesses. Um, These people on the left are authoritarians. But when a parent who happens to be a governor says, maybe we shouldn't have phones in school, which resonates with normal parents. They call him an authoritarian. But,
1: but also, Ron DeSantis is giving more freedom to more people. If you want to wear yeah. a mask in Ron DeSantis' is Florida, you could have. If you didn't want to, you didn't have to. He yeah. lets people keep more of their money because there's not a state income tax. That's right. Um, they said the same thing with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump did more to give power back to people, power yeah. back to, to states, states, to local governments. He decentralized power. Ron DeSantis has decentralized power, yes. but for a few things, I mean, if you look at the, what he's done in schools, also in regard to CRT, he has said, "Listen, we're going to have a state review because we think that some of these schools are out of control. which you make of the, now? These taking power from the local communities, but those those school boards were teaching
0: queer theory to like third graders. Come on, exactly. I mean, like there's just they're, no they're, need they're for that. are
1: political issues. Yeah, and we don't use our state money to yeah. teach politics in our school or indoctrinate our kids. So, I, I mean, listen, I, Ron, as served with Ron in the in the in the House." He has been a remarkable governor.
0: Yeah. He has his pulse on what people are thinking and doing. And he actually takes action. Um, He he actually takes action and implements policies. Yeah. Yeah. Takes on, took on Disney and their woke stuff, taking on this curriculum and saying simple things like, maybe we should, I mean, it's, that's really not that controversial to say you shouldn't have phones in school. The other thing I want to mention about.
1: But but on that, I I think for kids, they're like, no, I want my phone. Right. Because they're addicted to their phone. Yeah. But I think most parents who see their kid's addiction to their phone go, hey, that's a great idea. Yeah.
0: Give them a break for eight hours of the phone for sure.
1: Break the addiction. Yes. Sending them to rehab school. And I
0: think one of the things that you and I have done for ourselves, I mean, we're not—look, Sean's entertaining Valentina. But Valentina's got the
1: the cameras on and she's watching herself. She's watching
0: herself. She loves Um, herself. But here's the deal. We have nine kids. When kids started having phone, our oldest, Evita, our son, Jack— um, they wanted phones, and I think around 8th, ninth grade, we let them have a phone. And we thought, we, you and I reassess, we always say the, the best part about having nine kids is you get a lot of do-overs, and boy, did we. Get it um, wrong, we, they get it right. That's right. So when the fourth, is she the fourth? Fifth. F- She's the Fifth. Yes. Did it take us that yes. long to figure this out?
1: And the fifth child, we got it the right. fifth child, we got it right. It us <laughs> we're, slow, we're slow learners. We're slow
0: learners. <laughs> well, you know what that effects We didn't really start to see the impact of it. So that child, our Palomita, Paloma, she um, is in ninth grade. She does not have a phone. She does not. She begs for a phone. If she wants to call her sister, who she's really close to, who's now a freshman in college, she has to borrow my phone to call her, but she does not have a phone. And and uh, and we have no regrets about it. And she will complain and say everybody else in her life has one and we're weird, uh, but yeah. we don't care. We learned our lesson. We don't think it's healthy. There's no need for her to have it at this moment right now. It was, it,
1: it, the, the kids make all kinds of promises. And I feel like oh, I you love your kids like... I promise dad I won't get I won't get dad, social media. Dad, I won't be on the different social media apps and I need to be able to call you if something goes wrong. All kinds of things they they'll tell you and promise you. Yeah. But in the end, once they dad, get it, it's like saying, I'll be responsible with crack cocaine. Dad, I'll be yeah. good with heroin. Yeah. And you're like, okay, just use it responsibly. Like, just no, use it, Yeah, just use the crack It's highly really addictive. It is and, highly and addictive. You give it to them at a at a time where they can't manage it. And the time sucked from school and from their families, Absolutely. and even from their friends is is a very real problem. And so I hope more more parents don't take five kids to learn this. They can yeah. learn it on on kid one or kid yeah. two, and just know the. Can pr- I give you the, a tip
0: on the, how to make it happen, though? The
1: pressure is real. The
0: pressure kids. is real, and exactly this. Here's something you could do to alleviate the pressure: get to know the parents of some of your kids' friends, and then become like make a pact. Uh, us five parents, us three or four parents. We are going to not let our kids have a phone. And so then when your kid says, uh, and a lot of times parents do because they don't want their kid to feel left out. Right. Right. So I get that. There's a a lot lot of of, social interaction that happens there. A lot of planning for events and stuff. But if those four girls, maybe they just have a flip phone, you know, so they can't get on the social media apps. They can call each other. Um, But much better if you unite together. And therefore, when when your kid goes, I'm the only one. Well, that's not true. Mary and Jane and 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 Billy Sydney and, Bob, and Billy and Bob, their parents don't let them have a phone too. And,
1: and the time to do that is not when they're in eighth grade. Now, when they're in seventh grade, if you kind of know you're you're, you're in a stable location, you're know, like we're gonna, we're raising our family here. Other families, it's in third grade, second grade, fourth grade to go, hey, when four or five years down the road, when we start getting real pressure, let's stick together and wait until and, and, and our kids are much yeah. older and whether it's going to be your, your junior year, yeah. maybe but, it's your but senior even, year. I was going
0: to say, even if you're in high school, if your kid's in high school, if you you can still do it, you're still the parent, you still pay the bills, you still have the right as a parent to do that, but it will, will be easier for you if your child's best friends are also in the same boat and maybe you can do the educating of the other parents. I mean, the stats are out there. If you look at the psychology, they're looking at mental health. You see, you know, kids, mental health, pretty stable introduction of phones. It starts decreasing. It's obvious what's happening to their emotions and to their self-esteem.
1: Here's a tool to get around it as well. They need to be maybe on social media um, because that's the way they're all communicating so we 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 have a uh, a family computer in the house. We have an Apple computer. It's not far off of the kitchen, and our little Paloma, who doesn't have the phone, she's an eighth grade. No, she's a freshman. Uh, she thinks she's really kind of crafty. That like not like doing something that we don't know. Like she'll go in there, and for a while she'll sign on. I don't know what account she's on. I should know that. I don't, and that's that's a problem. But she'll then like. Talk to her friends, or email her friends, or sometimes like I'll, on a Google you know, Chat, or like Google Meet her friends. Yeah, meet. But I know how long she's in there, and she doesn't and who take, she's with, and she doesn't take that to bed with her. No. She doesn't wake up with it. When we're eating dinner, she can't grab it and use it. It's like she might go in there and think she's like really, again, really yeah. sneaky. I'm
0: doing my homework in here.
1: Yeah, exactly for for a couple hours. But it's a way to go. You might have some access on a family <laughs> computer but you can't live your life with this device. And I think that's a, that's a kind of uh, Well, good on Ron
0: DeSantis. Good on Ron DeSantis. I'm glad. And by the way, glad he's standing up to it and glad he's exposing these hypocrite liberals who are the the ones who shut down our country and force people to inject their bodies with an, you know, an untested drug, um, or at least didn't go through a long-term study. Those people, are now exposed because they're calling Ron DeSantis an authoritarian for just being a good parent. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then Every Life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Last topic, Sean. Um, we're going to do this really quickly, but I think it's really important. Um, some really sad news. Uh, Louisiana State University um, had a student. Uh, it just Her name was Madison Brooks. She was at a bar. Out with her friends, presumably they were getting wild drunk. She had an alcohol level that was, um, by the way, if you're hearing quiet, it's because uh, Valentina it went into the arms of our producer.
1: She's, giving her
0: a hug. <laughs> She's getting a hug and she, she left the studio. Oh, it's so peaceful. I think we'll have to keep, keep going. This might be a date night.
1: Can I say one, one more thing? So now the school's calling us to probably say school is going to close down right now. And the kids are going to come, come home early and we'll have to. At the other right one. On yeah. that other group
0: of kids. So we're going to end this podcast soon. Cause I'm going to have to leave. I just want to say this. This was a terribly sad story. If you have a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in college, as we do, um, this is like your worst nightmare. So she gets drunk. For some reason, she's in a sorority. None of her sisters are there. None of her friends are with her. She's stumbling out. She agrees to get a ride with some guys this, that she this, met she, in the I mean, bar.
1: This, she was so drunk, she was falling off her stool. She was falling so, off her stool. The way, the making, she made bad decisions. I, just look, I think everyone can look through their, oh. their youth and go, we all we made bad decisions. And yeah. by the grace of God... We're we're still here, so I don't I don't want to you know throw throw stones. But she was making some bad decisions. She, of like course, many and,
0: and I think her parents would agree that she yeah. made some bad decisions. But what happened to her was absolute evil. She gets into the car with these uh, four men. Three
1: with it, three uh, four.
0: It was four males. Four males. One has not been identified yet. Um, one was seventeen. Um, one was twenty eight. The other was twenty two. I don't know the age of the one that has not been identified yet. But in any case. Two of them uh, sodomized her in the backseat, one after another. And then at some point, she must have come to—I don't understand the timeline, but she decides that she, she wants to get out of the car. And they—she calls an Uber. They let her out in the dark, in the middle of nowhere. She's drunk as all get-out. And she's kind of stumbling around. And when the Uber comes to get her, she gets struck and killed by the car because by, it's by the dark Uber driver. right? Yeah, I believe by the Uber driver. But in any case, she, yeah, she and 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 there it is. And I think, you know, this morning when I was on Fox and Friends, I interviewed one of her high school friends who described what a kind hearted Wonderful girl she she was, that this girl that I interviewed had been bullied and had a really tough time socially. and this madison brooks, who who died so tragically um and in such an evil fashion that she was uh, uh, an emotional support to her um, and and really wants everyone to remember her for that. I also saw a lot of the Instagram pictures of her family. Um, She has a beautiful parent. She has two uh, younger brothers that she's clearly very close to. This is a family's nightmare. And the reason we're telling the story is I think there's a lot of lessons for young people. Um, I'm certainly going to send this story to my freshman girl uh, over who's going to school over in Texas? Because this could happen to any girls. You said, Sean. Uh, you know, all of us have been in college, have uh, you know, drank more than we thought we were going to drink. Who knows? She somebody also could have spiked her 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 um her her drink yeah. with something. We don't know what happened, but the point is, you you need to be very careful. You always should have your friends with you. Never be alone drunk if you're a young woman. Never ever be alone drinking um, and and not have your friends with you to take care of you and never, ever agree to get into the car. Now, I don't believe she probably knew what she was doing when she got in that car. Her alcohol level was so high, Sean, The the authorities say that she probably should have died of
1: of alcohol, alcohol poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, her, her blood alcohol concentration was 0.319, so 0.319. The legal limit for driving a vehicle is point zero eight. So, what is that four, four times the the legal limit? The
0: the boys um, in this case say that this was consensual. That you know, obviously, they're not responsible for her death because she got struck by a car. But they're they're being they're being held right now. They've been arrested because of charges of rape. They say no, this was consensual. Um, I find it very hard to believe that a a, a young woman with that level of of alcohol. Could possibly consent to, to to this, and I will say the 17-year-old who might be the key person um, seems to be saying more, um, and said, you know, he did have um, uh, sex with this girl and that he felt terrible because she was so drunk. So a little bit of an admission that um, this might not have been entirely consensual. Poor poor girl, poor family. And, and
1: so we, 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 we don't know the facts. We're going to come out. So we're commenting on this before we, we know everything, um, right? And was it, was, was it um, in fact consensual or not? <sighs> but then the question is, at this alcohol level, could she even give consent? And someone might rebut that and say, but did she order her own Uber? If she can order an Uber, could she give? Because there's a whole bunch of issues here. The bottom line is, um, kids, especially girls, stick together, right? And and we yeah, talk to our. And don't drink. Our, I
0: mean, I honestly, I mean, I know that, that you, it sounds but hypocritical. You have, but you
1: have to be a I know
0: I, kids, know, kids, know, get, you know, I
1: know, but I you know what? We get. I know. got to go. If you're going to do this, make sure you all sit together. And I know that our um, our one who's a freshman, her friends go out together, and they all kind of have this pack that no one leaves um, unless they all go together. Um I know and I just... say
0: don't drink yesterday I was organizing um in the basement some of the alcohol bottles and I'm like wow I don't. I mean, I don't drink. You know that, Sean. I'm like these bottles are think. getting low, and obviously, you know, we were gone on New Year's, so right. I don't know what happened there. Um, we, we,
1: were, we we have some investigating to do. To we, get have some, we have some we have some
0: interrogating to do of our own um, in our house. But, but that is what young people do. They do experiment like that, um, and, and and you see people, all, you know, whether it's experimenting with with um, with drugs as well. Some of them are 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 falling, you know, are falling dead from fentanyl. They yeah. didn't try to. Get fentanyl, but their drug was laced with it. There are lots of things that can go wrong, but to young women out there who are in college, those young co-eds, um, young women, whoever you are, just know that your safety is. is in numbers? Your safety is in numbers and try not to drink to the point where you're impaired because boy, anything can happen.
1: Even beyond impaired, you just, you can't even think straight. I just, I think they they deserve our prayers. This family does. I just, I I can't imagine the the anguish and and heartbreak here. Um, And again, it's a, it's a lesson for if anything good, this horrible story, this horrible situation this family is going through. The lesson is taught your kids. Um, and if you're a kid, talk to your friends um about how you all sit together because you don't you don't want to have the same thing happen to you or some other bad thing happen to you. Yeah. Um that can happen when with a uh, a blood alcohol concentration.
0: Um, yeah. I heard um, the story and I'm like, where are her sorority sisters? Like where one. are all her friends? Yeah. She shouldn't have been alone.
1: So listen, I, 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 I that, that is a sad story. And just by the way, we woke up this morning. Um, sadly I had to wake up when Rachel did cause her alarm was too loud for me. Um, <laughs> I had
0: to fill in for Ainsley on for Fox Ainsley. Friends. That's a 3am
1: call. And the first thing she oh, said was I read this story that I had to do the interview in the, in the morning. I read the story and I couldn't sleep last night. I yeah. I read it before by. I
0: went to bed and I really regretted it because it was on my mind, um, the whole night. And when I woke up, it was the first thing I thought about and I thought, I'm going to forward this story to our girls um, yep. because um, that's Smart. important for
1: them to know. Well, listen, we appreciate you joining us for this really crazy podcast with a yes. uh, guest starring Valentina. Yeah, I
0: think she was the star of papers, this podcast.
1: Crackling, squawking. Um, <laughs> it's made it interesting for us. It's kind of a hot mess here
0: <laughs>
1: from the kitchen table. is a hot Valentina. mess. She's, she's, she's waving behind the now.
0: glass. Therefore you, you can't, can't hear, hear her, her right now. <laughs> oh. She's waving. She's so sweet. Yes, I wonder if, if in the post production, they'll be able to take her turn out. down her voice. I don't know if that's possible. But that no. might take some production magic. We'll see. We'll
1: see. But listen, thanks for joining us on our podcast. And
0: before we go, can yeah. I just say congratulations on your new Thank show, you. Sean? I'm super proud of you. Um, I know I you know that. it's just it's a great show. It's a great time slot that you got. You and Dagan are a great team together.
1: I, I can't I tell you what I'm. I'm grateful, and you say this a lot, but I'm grateful to be at Fox. I'm grateful. Yeah that we get to do this podcast together at Fox that we have the freedom to talk about the issues that we like that we're passionate about the fact that that Fox would have enough faith in me after being here for a couple of years to 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 give me this platform with with Tag and, uh, and I I mean the, this is this is the highest rated business network um, in, the in, the, in, the, in the country and the country and it's You're growing with the highest rated news programming in the country and so uh, I just the Fox has been really generous and, and nice for our family that we get to work together like this yeah um and be together as a just family Just like you used really to work awesome.
0: at CNN. It's so much better
1: at Fox. It's a lot. Of, yes. If, if, yes. It's if better we, at Fox.
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: so I'm yeah, have, I'm I, I smile Fox. a lot more right now at Fox. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure.
1: We're um, not going to bring into the family fight on how that happened, but I get a lot of, I told you so's from Rachel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's so much nicer on the Fox side. And I am really grateful to Fox. They've given us, you know, a lot of opportunities um, as you can see from uh, you know, this situation today, it's a very family friendly Uh, 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 network and corporation. I remember when I was first pregnant with that little girl and I found out and I had to go tell my boss and I told Sean, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go let my bosses know that I'm going to have nine kids. I mean, how are they possibly at the time we were living in Wisconsin and I had to, you know, come out here and, um, you know, twice a week, twice a month. And I I just thought they're, they're just, you know, I have a complicated life. How can this network? And the first thing they said was, Oh my goodness, congratulations. Let's get you into wardrobe and get you some new clothes. You're going to need that and they were just so say. supportive, so family-friendly. Um and then when you came on um onto the network, uh, you know, we they've let us do a lot of stuff together and now you have your own show and it is been- fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: What what you see on air, they practice what they preach. Yeah, which is, it's which a is very family a, friendly network. It's a great blessing. And the in the belly of the beast, New York, they do that. So yeah, it's it's a, cool. it's, a, it's a
0: little it's a little. I'm gonna say it's a little safe space. A little
1: safe space <laughs> for conservatives. With By Christmas the way, trees in front, American flags,
0: American in front. flags, and you know, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Sean. Thank it you. is the bottom line with Dagan and Duffy at six p.m. Eastern time on the Fox. Uh, business channel. Business
1: Network, yes. Make
0: sure that you tr- tune into the Fox Business Network Come at check 6 us p.m. Out.
1: We have a lot of fun, good information flow. Um, and I'm learning a lot of terms from Dagan that I've never heard before. So um, you can learn with me from all of her commentary. Oh, yeah, I I'm, told Sean that like pig potatoes. Okay? Well,
0: yesterday I was getting worried because I thought, did I catch a twang in Sean's voice? I'm like, you, you, you can't go country on me. You're a midwestern lumberjack.
1: I well, first of all, I, I kind of have this habit of like, I can start to I'm Hillary Clinton people like I will start to copy their inflection. That's what Hillary like, did. Are that you starting to talk with the twang? I'm like, I don't think I was, but if I do, please remind me. Text me and say. What did she? What did Hillary
0: twanging. say? We have to put that in there. I'm so bone tired. Well, <laughs> she did at a
1: black church in the south. I'm like, come on. Oh, yeah. so if I if I Hillary Clinton, it, Rachel promises to text me.
0: I, I promise to bring him back Stop. to his Midwestern roots <laughs> if he starts hanging out with Dagan too much. Uh,
1: I love it. Well, listen, right. if you like our podcast, <laughs> if you like this hot mess of a podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe uh, to From the Kitchen Table wherever you get your podcasts. We would appreciate it. Um, and we just, we love uh, joining you, uh, whether it's from our kitchen table. We're or done. here
0: at the Fox Studios. Yeah. Which we way. call, it's kind of a daycare today.
1: Daycare today. All right. Anyway, have a good one, everybody. Bye, everybody. bye
0: Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
1: I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.